HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
their time on the show. And actually, might as well just say it, like, pretty much four years to the day. It was, like, August 9th when we started the show, when you are the first guest. It was hot this that day. Yeah. It was hot. Remember, no AC? It was a scorcher. No air conditioning in here. Uh, how far how far we've come. So we got a, we got a packed show today. That was Curses. He's going to be dropping tunes all day. We have a live set by Zena Rubinos coming up later. Uh, we have one of the boys from Worst Gig Ever sitting in. Uh, awesome podcast. Uh, but first up, we have the wonderful uh, Claire Moyle, who is from Brooklyn, but we met in Stockholm last August uh, during the Brooklyn Brewery, uh, Brooklyn Sweden and Festival. And we had like probably like that day that we spent together afterwards was like the most epic like yeah, Swedish day. It still rates as one of my the best days of my life. I think. It was just we <laughs> and we just no, we, we seriously we woke up uh, after the festival and it rained all week and it finally kind of stopped raining. And we just walked around the old city, walked down to the museum. We saw guards marching. Saw guards marching. We had drinks at the Grand Hotel. Yep. Which, yep. for anyone who hasn't been to the Grand Hotel, it's like exactly what you think a building of a it's country very that's never been hotel. in any type of war. That's, yeah. It still exists. <laughs> and, then, and then we went to a really nice dinner, and then we went to go see the XX. Yeah. And yeah. we, like, hustled our way into the list on, like, in another country. Uh, what is that venue? Burt's? Burns. 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 Have you played there? Those olives are good. <laughs> I'm sorry, this olive is taking over my soul. Give me that, uh, this olive is delicious. So, um, so the reason I, I, I have not played there. Um, it's great. It's beautiful. Mm. And uh, that was like the, one of the first shows of the new XX stuff. Um, so, so Claire's here because we are we're going back with her to the second uh, anniversary, second annual Brooklyn Sweden Festival in Stockholm, uh, third weekend in August. It's going to be amazing. What's yes. ha- so uh, what's the relationship between Brooklyn Brewery and, and Stockholm and Sweden in general? Um, so Sweden is our second largest market overall. Um, so essentially outside of New York, Sweden is our biggest market. Um, and Stockholm being the biggest city in Sweden where there, I mean, basically there's a huge concentration of people drinking Brooklyn Brewery beer and they're huge Brooklyn Brewery fans out there. Yeah, but and you're also opening a brewery there, right? We are, yeah. We are partnering with uh, Carnegie, and we're going to open a brewery there. Yeah. How do you get to Carnegie? Make Brooklyn did, Brewery. How do we get to wow. Carnegie? Well, there. Well, <laughs> it started with, uh, we actually did a collaboration beer with them, the uh, Carnegie Porter, a mm. while back, um, and over time just built up a relationship, and... Uh, they really want to uh, revamp their their brand, and they asked us to be a part of it. Essentially, that Brooklyn alignment. I mean, there's that article that came out like maybe was it six months ago where it talked about how like people from Stockholm and Sweden love just anything Brooklyn. Yeah, and it's just and you guys were cited, and then you're like, and oh, now we're gonna open a brewery there. It's like okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. really exciting. So last year it was very music centric. You guys did have some food there. Um, there was really great uh, specialty sort of pairing with beers and things like this, but now the whole thing is more of a culture event. Can you talk about what the differences are? Right. So last year, yeah, we focused very heavily on music. We sent about 16 bands from Brooklyn over. Um, but, you know, this year we realized there's many other parts of Brooklyn culture uh, that we didn't focus as heavily on, and we really wanted to incorporate some more elements like art and food and um, film and comedy and, uh, you know, just kind of showcase all the things that make up Brooklyn. Which we're very excited to be part of that as doing one of the barbecue blowouts there with you. So who are some of the acts that are coming over? 
Can you announce it? Uh, yeah, so the headliners are uh, Designer Drugs, LP, and Lydia Lunch. No, so no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. quite an eclectic uh, lineup, but I think it'll be really, really awesome. Can I just get Lydia Lunch drunk and just have her tell her stories to me about like what it was like to be in New York from the 70s and 80s? I thought that was the plan. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually not going to perform. She's just going to get on stage and we're like, what was CBGB's like? Let me tell you, it was a shithole. To uh, And then who's, uh, we got some DJs coming over too, right? We do have some DJs coming over. Um, fingers on the Pulse. I know those guys. Yeah, you know those guys. Uh, those jo- hacks. Jonathan Tobin is coming over. Soul Man himself. Yeah. Be amazing. Love yeah, Jonathan. he's going to do the Soul yeah. Club dance-off. It's going to be... By the way, shout out to that guy for coming through like a champion. Yeah. Like yeah. that, for anyone who doesn't know, he was in Portland taking a nap in his hotel room and a car drove through the wall of his hotel room and landed on him. This happened. Yeah. Now he's on tour. And now he's on tour. He And he's still... Yeah. Unbelievable party machine. Yeah. yeah party, oh, yeah. like... You know, fantastic. Just, he outparties me any day. Yeah, and it's and it's and it just kind of. We have the technology. Yeah, so he's like this six refill. million dollar DJ, yeah. but like all on forty fives. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you excited? I'm very excited. Yes. What are you looking forward to the most? Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of the different, like how it all comes together um, to show people what Brooklyn's all about. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about everything. Usually, I'm I'm super into food, so I'm really excited about the food, and I'm I'm huge into LP, so I'm very excited about. LP. We put together a good menu. Company flow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah company flow. Uh, you know, it's really great to watch these festivals kind of take take off. You know, it started last year as you know, it's just like well, let's just let's just get it out there, and then see how it refines this year, and to see how it just continues to grow over the air and incorporate, you know, the Brooklyn aspect, but with the Swedish filter right. on top of it. Right. Um, so where can you get information online? Where can you get tickets? So you can get information on Brooklyn Brewery's website, um, as well as DeBaser's website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, we'll be posting stuff on our, our Twitter and our blog and Facebook page as and we'll, well. We'll send some stuff out as well. Yeah. We're really excited. If you uh, ever want to... Hang out with us in Stockholm. We'll be at the Grand Hotel. <laughs> we'll, be at, we'll just be at the Grand Hotel. Hosting the Grand Manhattan. Hotel. Enthusiastic. Actually, I've been doing some research. I found this uh, on the, that Saturday since it's not an all-day thing anymore. I got this island that we can go check out and this inn that we can go eat at. That sounds fantastic. Try and top last year's it's last magical year. day. It, yeah. You can't top. It's just going to be different. It's going to be different. Okay, um, different. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hang out. We got some pizza coming. We yeah. got some olives. Is it wicked? And can I lick it?
before we move on to work together, I would be missed to, remiss to mention... Uh, not mention. Not mention. Double negative. Uh, the song contest that BK uh, Brewery is offering, which spawned such great hits last year, like I Take the G Train. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, last year we did a song contest, so it, and the theme was the G Train, and we had a ton of submissions. Uh, one, you know, there was a really good auto-tune version all about the G Train. This year, the theme is going to be Coney Island, um, so you just submit your song with a video included um, by July 31st, and you could win a trip to Sweden for two, uh, and then you could also be a part of our send-off show at the Rock Shop. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Um, I heard Death Cap Cutie's going to submit a song. I was going to make that joke, but I was like, no one's going to remember that. <laughs> they have that song. Kinda. Well, worst gig ever. What's up? Welcome Hi. to Snacky Tunes. Thanks, guys. Uh, introduce yourself. My name is Mike, and I am part of the podcast called Worst Gig Ever. You know, how long have you been doing it? Just over a year. I think your radio voice is better than my radio voice. That's, uh... I don't know. That might be debatable. Yeah, I don't know. Or I mean, maybe not. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you have a more classic radio voice. Thank you. So, so for the people who cannot figure out from the name of your show, what is your show about? Well, Worst Gig Ever is basically a conversation between some guys who used to play in bands and do comedy stuff with other people who used to play in bands and do comedy stuff about the worst shows that they've ever had. It's... But it's also a mix. It's sometimes not worst shows. It's like their interpretations of sure, what might yeah, be yeah. It's, a bad. Like Aaron Fenning from Awards, who did not ever <laughs> seem to have bad shows. His worst show was getting hit, hit on by Misha, Misha Barton, Barton and, and yeah. turning her down. Yeah. So, you know, Aaron Fenning is of that special ilk of like him and Dev. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, who, I'm forgetting his name from We Are Scientists. Keith Murray. Keith Murray. Those three guys are just like unflappable. Yeah. Like, yeah. those guys are like, well, well, I didn't hit all my threes on the pickup game <laughs> of basketball. Like, that's... that's, it, that's it's, it's open to interpretation what worst gig ever is, but it's essentially a talk about, like, all the ridiculous things that come with kind of being a performer or being an entertainer or basically being, a, like, an so, artist. Yeah, and you also had Jess Rotter on there, which I thought was a great oh, episode yeah. about who is at Light in the Attic, but PR person. Yes. And then... Her own interpretation of, I guess, just like worst days ever. Yeah, well, or worst interactions with bands ever. We it started off being very kind of much like like an orthodox. Like we want to talk to people who played in bands. We want to yeah. talk to stand up comics. Uh, but then we decided to branch out because just a lot of people, like in the arts or what have you, also have yeah this interpretation of like what what is a worst gig for them. And in Jess's case, she you know not only does she do PR and she's an illustrator, but she also had toured. Um, with that Bandunian mm-hmm. for a while. So oh, she yeah. actually was able to... So she got it from kind of the other side of the fence. She had that crazy party story oh, where... The headbang till they broke the table? Yeah, but I think they put on... <laughs> was it Ignition Remix? No. It was, it was some song where they broke the table. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a Black Sabbath. Black song. Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Or Ignition Remix. Or Ignition Close. Remix. You know, hey. hey, one and the same. Might have been a Black Sabbath Remix. Um, so what is the worst of the worst of now? How many you've, you've done? Uh, we've, like, we've done about sixty, almost 60, sixty episodes. What is the you went? How the fuck did you move on from that? <laughs> well, that's I mean that's that is the question. That's the eternal question. Like what you know? And for one one person, it might be like you know vomiting on stage or whatever. To another person, getting like the threat of physical violence or getting into a fight or like you know the equipment breaks down or there's nobody. It's it's there's so many uh, there's so much criteria as to what goes into like 
for for each person yeah, for right. what makes the, what makes the worst show. So you know any anything that deals with any kind of like physical malady where you're like literally are being obstructed or from doing something because you're you know you have to vomit or you have some kind <laughs> of other kind of expo you know something you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I also heard that uh, from the episodes there's a lot of like hipster and hipster like passive aggressiveness that turns into like hand on hand violence. There's a lot of like throwing people up against like walls or like not cool man or yeah, just, well, you know as as I'm sure you know anyone who has has toured in some kind of capacity realizes kind of the stress that you are under the amount of times that you're spending with people in close proximity and after a while sometimes you know that builds to a head and and you need to let you know let off steam and people get into you know physical altercations after a while, and these are the th- and maybe you had a great show that night, but then your drummer decides to throw you up against the wall in Madrid because you accidentally hit him in the head with the merch uh, luggage container. Just for example. Oh, that yeah, which which that <laughs> that does not sound that specific. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, let's let's just say that uh, uh, that happened to me. But it, but I mean, and for uh, Luca, for you know, DJing is such a solo affair majority of the time, like. Do you happen to have something for like a worst gig ever or something that comes or do you feel like it falls out different for DJs like no one picked me up or no one was at the club versus like you versus bandmates? Yeah, I mean, definitely you're going to have uh, crazier worst gig ever if when you're with the band because you, you got that tension, you're traveling together, you're sick of each other. I mean, I feel for like DJs like worst gig ever is like a certain loneliness that comes with it. Sure, you get lonely, then you, you know, you make friends, but... Yeah. There, yeah, there's the uh, you get spoiled. It's like, yeah, it's like oh. this hotel. I'm, come on, yeah. Well, I I don't want to ruin it, but you know the episode that is out now featuring the Bresnets twins. Yeah, they have some uh, some pretty good DJ worst gig ever. But a lot of uh, uh, a lot of it though has yeah. a tension of us being together a lot of the time. So it's yeah, not it's like yeah. it's not it's yeah, not but like we never fought on the road when we were on tour. Yeah, <laughs> for the listener, yeah, uh, for Greg the... just gave a look. That uh, but I mean, not road, but but I think it's not, maybe not follow, but just like the tension of traveling together, where it's like you know, it's like you're not, you know, it's like you have to. I mean, when we traveled together as punches, there was definitely three strong personalities on on the road. Three old Jewish tree, men, you know, three, three old <laughs> Jewish men traveling ar- around together, kvetching. Yeah. But I think like the solo DJ, it's pretty much like your car's there, your per diem's there. That's kind yeah, of like hey. the stand-up comic, too. You go yeah. in by yourself, you yeah. do your thing, you really, you know, depending on what you're traveling with, you could be just having an iPod or a microphone or, right. you know, maybe you're lugging your records. But, but it's, what it's, 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 it's going to come down to, though, it's going to be, like, how good was the show? Like, that's really, like, when you're doing comedy or DJ or stuff, it's like, it was either a good show or it wasn't a show, and surrounding stuff is not really that big of a deal. Unless you get, like, robbed or mugged, but that's not the same type I, of... That that will qualify. There are certain people that have had that as their worst gig ever too. You know, getting their gear ripped off or getting beat up outside the show. It's, it's, yeah, uh, that's. The, I think when classics. you're traveling solo, it's more about the maybe the worst travel experience, but it's yeah. not specific to the gig. It's what happens right. outside of the gig. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, that makes sense. Like you missed the train or anything, mm-hmm. but it's more mm-hmm. just like logistical stuff for solo people as opposed to the special tension of just being trapped in like small compartments with other human beings that you are not married or dating or have anything sure. and you have to rely on them. But like you said the logistics, I mean that's it was another reason we decided to do the podcast is to like let people into what it's actually yeah. really like 
they just see you doing your hour or whatever set a night, but everything else, the other 23 hours, yeah. all those logistics of how do I get to this place? We have to spend all this X number of hours in the train, on, on, on a plane, in a car with one another. You know, all of the, the rigmarole of everything else that goes into doing whatever you're going to be doing. Actually, uh, Luca and I went on tour together. I tour yeah. managed Luca, and we had, like, the best week ever. That was, that's a very memorable tour. Cause it was food tour. Food tour. Because it was, <laughs> I mean, 2007. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, like, we, like, had met a couple times before, but actually on uh, the episode that Darren and I did for your show, mm-hmm. we talked about a food experience, and I didn't mention the artist, but it was Luca. We went to Miss Look Ann's that. Snack Shack, to home of the Ghetto Burger. <laughs> and it was just... But that was like phenomenal. Just, yeah, but like I had my job to do, you had your job to do, and that was and that was it. There was because we got up at like six a.m. to go to like restaurants and things like that, and like if someone yeah. else had not been on the same page, it would just been like tense. I could see one person coming and throwing off the whole dynamic. Sure, sure. You, you all true. have to be on the same. Like in my case, when I was touring, all three of us in the band really wanted to like take advantage of where we were. Let's let's get the whatever the region yeah. regional delicacy is. Let's do it, you know. And so when you're all on the same page about that kind of stuff, it makes it a lot easier. I think one of the things I like about this show the most is that it has this very DIY, please kill me type of element where you listen to it and you go, oh, I could start a band. I could do this because everyone goes through it. Absolutely. You know, everyone has these terrible experiences of being in a band. Uh, and that's one of the refreshing things about yeah. what you guys talk well, about. Well, the, the idea is that nobody... At least I don't want to hear about, you know, uh, the arcade fire being carried off the stage in front of 50,000 adoring fans, freeze frame, fist in the air. I want to hear about the arcade fire playing in front of three people and bombing and, you know, equipment breaking because that's what humanizes. I actually had a friend who knew them from Montreal back in Mm -hmm. the day. And one afternoon he's like, you want to hear some fucking stories? And just like laid out pre- like pre-successories and I was like I like this band even better well, that, that's the thing. I was, let me clarify and say I don't want to hear Arcade Fire stories no. at all but <laughs> the idea being that it, it's not a, a schadenfreude type thing it's like it, you, you can humanize with this this quote unquote larger than life type character when you hear about oh they are just like I am they do you know fuck up and, and have these shitty gigs now you guys are turning this into a, a web TV show right uh, yeah, we are. That's great. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, we were we were approached by a production company uh, that's working uh, with YouTube, and they wanted to uh, – they liked, they loved the, the podcast, and they wanted to see if we would be interested in turning it into kind of a, uh, a show for the web. And they, they said, we want to do kind of like a Charlie Rose with an internet sensibility type thing. <laughs> and I said, that's perfect because that's how I describe myself. Of course. You know? So <laughs> it's a perfect fit. So um, we're in the pro- we shot a pilot actually with uh, the guys from We Are Scientists. Black awesome. curtain, round table, Charlie Rose's rotting corpse just hanging in the background. I think pickled um, from the alcohol. Pickled, yes. Pickled from the, uh, the olives, uh, yeah. courtesy of Roberta's here. Uh, and uh, we're in the process of kind of putting the show together, and hopefully it will be uh, on YouTube sometime in the next. Uh, Was that a new site? Months. Never heard. You, you, you. It's it's the letter U T O O B. Dot net. They're like they're like. I should have clarified that. It yeah, is YouTube. they're like. Well, we would have had you until you made that joke. You know, they they know. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Right. Uh, so where can people find the podcast? How can they listen? How can bands submit to get? Oh, of course. Put up on a pedestal and then... The plugs, the plugs. Uh, Worst Gig Ever is on. You can look it up on iTunes. WorstGigEverPodcast.tumblr.com. 
We're on Facebook. You can email us at worstgigever at gmail.com if you've got any stories. Have you gotten to the point now where you have so many requests of bands to be on that you don't have enough time? All the t- Yeah. They're, they're just coming in. In fact, <laughs> I made sure I put my phone on silent uh. because I'm the barrage of emails that we get. No. Um, it, 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 it's very therapeutic to be on the show. Yeah, because the whole point is to talk <laughs> about. It. I mean, you gotta be able to take. Once you start taking yourself too seriously, I mean, then... I thought it was. I mean, I went back and listened. I was like, this breaks down essentially like eight years of our lives into an hour. Yeah, which is weird to think about as well. But like all the stories are in there. And it's like, huh, I don't have to remember any of these stories now. There you go. I think there. we missed the one where we missed our train in Barcelona. And we had to sleep on a pile of trash. Yeah. Well, the, well, and the idea being is that you're far removed from it now that yeah. you can look back and realize how ridiculous it is yeah. and laugh about it. And that's that's the idea behind. I, it. I mean, I was laughing sure. about it. That I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you do in those situations? Like, there's not much. Nothing. There's nothing to do. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hang out. We got some pizza up there. Uh, I'll be here. We got curses coming up uh, next. Talk about new single, new project. Uh, but first, you're going to play a tune for us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a tune that I. Um, I collaborated with these new kids here called DKDS. Oh, yeah. They just uh, signed to your... Uh, signed to the same management yeah. on Deadly. And, uh, yeah, this is a... It's a long one. So we won't do the DJ uh, outro on this one. It, it, this is really just a break so we can eat pizza. Yeah. So we have a couple <laughs> it's, slices. It's a good we'll... pizza break. It's a okay. pizza, pizza party. Uh, all right. Uh, you listening? Here we go. <laughs> Pretty good.
Again, is that the kick drum? <laughs> I thought we weren't going to do the DJ outro. Ah, we got we went into <laughs> we, we, we got pizza. pizza. We got we a pizza feast and over we're, here. We're literally in argument. Um, if it's a young Alan Arkin or Stanley Tucci just sitting outside from us, I think it's his brother. He's got oh, they're related. Arkin? If I'll put it this way, if he Steven hasn't, <laughs> if it's not him, then he's definitely let people like confuse, let them be confused, and like get into places and get reservations. Looks like he's got like very Italian European oh, guys, glasses. Guys, friends. guys, guys, we're, we're we're I'm gonna blow. All, I, I I think he's with uh, Bobby Flay too. <laughs> Just from the back. Just from the back. <laughs> um. So, Luca, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having and, me back. Uh, Curses, welcome back to the main stage. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks. After hiatus. After so, a little. Um, after a little hibernation. Let's talk about the decision to resurrect Curses and uh, really well done Instagram feed. Thank you. Um, I think I, 
I was just getting tired of mosh pits and uh, people getting crazy and rowdy, and I needed a little deeper, more relaxing poolside after hours crazy vibe. Which is funny because I f- and we were talking about this before. It's like I feel that you helped create the scene that you are. <laughs> what do you got? Tru- what was the name for your no, troublemakers? Troublemakers. Like you incited the riot, and you're like, ah, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm like, not. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a, were there actually mo- there were mosh pits? All the time. They still have like you go hear some dubstep artists. You can have a mosh pit breakout. It's like I didn't I didn't get into DJing to have mosh pits at the. I've never been to a dance event. party where there's a mosh pit. Many times festivals. What was circle pit breaks? What out, was it like the like, first time second. you saw a mosh pit at a, at one of your sets? Um, probably when we were doing early warehouse trouble and bass parties. So like two thousand. Like ten or so, they started getting crazy. When we would do things with like um, Todd P, and we'd oh, team yeah. up and do events at like Don Pedro's, and all of a sudden you'd have like a mosh pit breakout when you play some weird bass tune. <laughs> so it's yeah. Sounds like most surprising gig ever. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we all grew up on like punk rock, and right, we kind of we we instigated it. I mean, we we would have mosh pits on stage while DJing, right, and then you're just like, you know what? And then I was just like, damn, I'm got. Getting tired. Getting too old for this shit. I'm getting too getting old. Too old for this. You know, shit. I, I wanna, I wanna see lovely ladies dancing and good people and good vibes. I, I also, I, I really got attracted to the whole after hours um, magic that happens with techno and house. And what time are we talking? Like the five a.m. Yeah, like yeah. like four to four to eight a.m. To like me is is prime time. Yeah, where like it doesn't even really fill up until two thirty three. Yeah, or get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a great thing, and you know, there's a longevity in it as as well. So, what what is it that, from like where you know you had curses before, you put away to drop the line. Like now, when you bring it back, what is you know how has it grown up or how has it changed from what it used to be? I mean, it, it's evolved in the sense that it's definitely um, deeper than what I was first doing, but it's still really inspired by Chicago and New York house from the '90s. So a lot of like the classic dudes like Marshall Jefferson and Robert Owens and combining that vibe with the newer sound and analog also making everything only analog sense, only analog drum machines. Really? Yeah. Wow. So nothing pulled from the box, everything. Nothing from the box. box. Just uh, having that, that, uh, happy accidents that happen with analog gear. Right. Really. It gives a fresh twist to the song. So does that mean that like there will one day be a, a live Christmas show, or is it always going to feed into tracks and it'll just be no, DJ it's, sets? It's a DJ thing. It's okay. definitely a DJ thing. I don't think any band wants to play a four-hour set from 4 to 8 a.m. <laughs> no. no, but I mean, you could have... Well, no, little... I mean, hey, you know, like Voices of Black? Mm-mm. They're amazing. They're, they're based here. And they do incredible live deep house, live saxophone, synths. Yeah, I mean, people can do it, but again, that's... Not a one-man show. It's not a one-man show. Yeah, they probably get into saxophone fights. I mean, I did the band <laughs> thing. I can't. I did it. Yeah. You know, I did the live show, dropped the line. I'm, I'm ready to go back to solo for a while. Yeah? So, so I mean, so, like, what, what comes, like, now that you put it on pause, like, where does, like, Curse is going to exist? Is it a tour? Is it EP? Is it just, like, like playing some quiet gigs and just kind of building No, we're, we're, it's huge. we're doing a lot of touring right now. It's like I have, um, I did a Ten Snake tour. And we did dates with uh, Maya Jane Coles and uh, just U.S. and it's like North America, U.S. and Canada. 
So now I'm doing a whole European tour in September and doing Asia and all as curses. I mean, and, you know, to speak besides just, like, being tired of, like, seeing, you know, bros mosh, like, <laughs> taking us, you know, the idea of, like, taking a step back as an artist where it's, like, it might not be at the same level, but, like, refocusing, you know, where, like, where did you feel, like, that that went into decision? Like, how did you really refocus in order to, like, be like, well, we'll do this and change the goalpost backwards before we move them forward again? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it really started to happen again with After Hours, and I realized that that's the right audience and then playing at festivals where it was just like you know 20,000 people they didn't really care who was playing right and they just wanted to get crazy and mosh and so I mean, we, that's when I was like all right I need to take a break for a minute right and, so, and play at the proper festivals where people are there for the music you want to name check any festivals uh but for some of the but for that it's like what's the day look like do you like Go to bed at like you know noon. Wake up at like <laughs> one a.m. Have maybe a bite and get there at like three. You know what? What? What does the schedule look like for an after-hours DJ? I just keep going. Wow. Honestly, just nonstop. Yeah, I just keep going. Like work during in the studio all day. Got to be a nap somewhere. No naps. I'm not a napper. If I take a na- if I take like a thirty-minute nap, I'm out. Oh, it's like no. I'm out. It's no resurrection. I like the. We've perfected the mood of like going home, sleeping for forty minutes, and like pulling yourself out of bed and just kind of like waking up on the train. Yeah, which is like a tough. You, no, you, sleep. I sleep on in transport. Yeah, That's like, on an airplane, I can just sleep completely easy right away. I feel like that is also the breeding ground for some work together stuff, where it's like your bandmate's trying to sleep, and the guy like knocks him, and he's like, "Man, I've been looking forward to this nap all day." Or you got you got the pranks that happen, which can be fun. Yeah. Or the guy who's driving who wants to listen to music and the guy who wants to nap. Yeah. I feel like that's a big... I don't know. I think the prank stuff, though, could it's like a thin line between like... Pranks. It's if you like, want to sleep, you know, when someone's drawing a mustache on you. What's the... <laughs> yeah. uh, Game over. And all, all your guards are down. All it's your, like, you're, and you're, you're not you're like... finally at rat. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, hey, man, like that's not cool. You're like, what the... What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? What's the uh, <laughs> best prank you pulled? I was just going to say, um, <laughs> this was amazing. This was when I was touring with the live show. Um, I bought a giant bag of plastic cockroaches, oh, yeah. and we would just oh, get each other so good. You know, uh, can you um, can you get me my phone out of the uh, glove box? And then there'd be like three cockroaches, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the hotel room. Oh, it's a little hot in here. Can you go turn the air conditioning on? You know, open the uh, little lid and That's cockroaches. Like a really elaborate. Pr- like, <laughs> did you see them? And you're like, oh man. I'm a line item. This I'm gonna expense it back, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be work. It was good. It was it's because we had toured around Halloween, so we went to some Halloween stuff oh. and picked them up. But then it got out of hand where we start pranking, you know, bartenders right. and waiters. Yeah, and they don't, they're not. And then it, it, then it was like they'd get mad. Yeah, like well, you, in the check, you know, you put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> For the cockroach, they open up the little yeah, credit card like, holder. Yeah. You're like, I, and I'm not paying for this. Like, there's obviously <laughs> a cockroach in, uh, in the meal. So, so what comes next what, for the rest of the summer and for the fall? So, yeah, just touring a lot. Touring. Um, right now, I'm just doing U.S. gigs on weekends as curses. And, um, and, yeah, like I said, September, October, November, it's Europe, Australia, Asia. It's amazing. And anyway, it's a lot of fun. And all, it's, what's fun is I'm kind of starting over, so I'm playing all these new parties that I didn't play as 
dropped the line before. Which is great. I mean, and they're like similar size, a little bit smaller or bigger. Um, yes, they're they're a little bit like it varies. Like I'll be yeah. playing smaller rooms than I'd be able to play as Drop the Line, which I right. love. It's more intimate. Right. The crowd is there. They're really into it. And, and I mean, how much do you tie the two together? I mean, before it was. When you like, they're both kind of like separated worlds. No, they're completely separate. Yeah, and there's no leverage of one for the other. There's no. It's like two different worlds, and I'm just I'm putting drop the lime on the on the back burner. Yeah, hanging up the guitar for a second. Hey, <laughs> taking the strings off. Taking the strings off. <laughs> wiping it down with a nice oil. Just wiping kind of it down. In this case. Um, right. So where can people find information about you and uh, CursesForever.com and everything's the same with Twitter CursesForever, Instagram CursesForever. Uh, right. Do you want to take us out with uh, one more song before we get the band in here? Yes, let's uh, kick it out. I'll um, do another one with uh, the DKDS boys right here. Right. It's called Lil, Lil, Lil Locust. Uh, great on Snacky Tunes.
Okay. I mean, that's a little different move than the uh, hearing it to the end and the handles. Hey, just, you know, it's all our... I mean, we're, we're essentially DJing off, uh, playing songs off of iPhones. They weren't made for... I, I, don't, you, I don't know if you remember, but during the first show, we would, like, set up the whole turntables and bring it, like, do the full rig. The first, like, 30 or 40 episodes. And, and then, then people were like, like, we're DJing for 12 minutes. This seems a bit excessive. Yeah, like, show up with, like, the, the records and the Serato and the headphones. Oh, and yeah. The stand. Yeah. Yeah. And they oh, were like, lap- laptop stand here. That's, you're going too far. Too far. Too far. Well, <laughs> now it's time for the live music. I think I got it. Senor Rubinos. Boom. We heard you d- during warm-up, and your voice was great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Who you are? Did you enjoy the pizza? I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. And, oh, uh, 84. Worst traffic. <laughs> Come on, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not so pleasurable. Are you a Whalers fan? Am I a what? Whalers? Whalers? Not really. I do get a little nostalgia, f- nostalgia from seeing anyone wearing a, a jersey. I've but. seen two or three guys with Hartford Whaler tattoos. <laughs> what? I know. I was like, that is commitment. I was like, you may have been six when they were last a hockey team. Uh, so you're from Hartford. Mm-hmm. I live in Brooklyn, and uh, I make music. And my first record, uh, Magic Tricks, just came out. Uh, what was it like to, put, to make your first record? Now, are, are these songs that you've been carrying with you for years? Yeah. Yeah, I've been writing music uh, for a while, and some of these songs I wrote like six years ago, and others I wrote uh, recently, and uh, I co-produced the record with uh, my drummer and uh, co-producer Marco Buccelli, and uh, we made it with a lot of love in Greenpoint, so it was a lot of fun. Do the sound, can you tell the difference between a song that you wrote six years ago and a song you wrote a few weeks ago? Can I tell the difference? Not, I mean, could the listener tell the difference of like, do they sound so sonically different? No, I don't think so. So you, you found your style. It's not like a old cheese in the refrigerator. It's just music. So you can't smell. Like, there's no smell on it that's like, oh, wow, that was... Unless I wrote it in, like, the 60s or something. But I'm not that old, so... Oh, but, yeah, this track doesn't smell yet. <laughs> just put it on the record. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's got that, that's that stanky track. Yeah. Uh, so how would you describe your music? Uh, I say that I write songs. And I find it really hard to describe it. And I'm, I'm trying to work on that. So hopefully, next time I see you, I'll be able to give you a better answer. All right, well, let's hear one, and then maybe okay. we can describe it. Or the viewers, I'm sorry, the listeners can write in. The yeah. viewers can write in. It's like a Havarti or a Gouda they can send or a Blue in, Cheese. They'll send in a, a pigeon carrier. Yeah. So what's the first song you have? Uh, this song doesn't have a title yet because I just wrote it. Um, I'm still working on it. Awesome. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. All right, here we go on Snacky Tunes. Like a little lost cat up in the tree, like a lonely dog without a flea, like a last standing villager on his knee. What you feeling? What you feeling's all over me. Night again. 
Nice. Powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how to describe that. We'll, we'll just put that <laughs> in the uh, the awesome power power song. Um, so earlier we were uh, talking about worst gigs ever, and we we're wondering if you wanted to share a moment of not greatness of <laughs> being part of this whole musical profession. Hmm. Let's see. I think once I got asked to move my car in the middle of a set. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, I, I, I'm going to let you finish. But, uh, They're like, yeah, um, this is really great, um, but you got to, like, you know, your van's a little bit kind of, like, in the way. Like, That's can awesome. you... Like, did you have to get... I gotta, yeah, I had to, like, get off and, like, move the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. You gotta get that wow. rhythm section, just work in a groove. Yeah. While you, like... While I'm out. Go around the... <laughs> the uh, Were you able to retain the audience? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was laughed off. It was fine. But it was, it was a little cray. Oh we'll God. be back there, but... I've never heard that. I don't that. think I've ever heard <laughs> that. That's, that's a first. Uh, that's a first. first yeah. um, so when writing this... Uh, you know, what's your what was your practice of, of writing this album? Did you have certain food that you like to eat, certain places you like to go? What was the mindset that you had, you got yourself into to write these songs? I was pretty much in my basement for months and then at a studio mixing. So uh, I had a lot of takeout. There was a lot of dumplings. I like dumplings. Nice. Um, what's your favorite type of dumpling? Uh, pork and chive. Who got, who got you through the writing sessions? You can name check them. Who got me through the right? Yeah, which, which, which dumplings? Sounds like Vanessa's. Uh, yeah. I actually, well, Vanessa's is really good. Um, I also went to Snacky in oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh yeah, kind of like my which has been go-to. there for forever. Mm-hmm. It's kind like, of the, like an awesome, just an awesome go-to spot because they're open late, they're cheap, they're good, they're friendly. It's like whoop, yeah, really good yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. That was for emphasis. And they've just kind of like like been around for such a long time. And like, are you were a, there before? Are you a steamed or you were pan fried? Steamed, definitely steamed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like a good pan fry. I like that crisp on the bottom. It's that crunch. It's that crunch. Alternate. Yeah, I like to mix it up. Yeah. not necessarily best for the heart, but you know that crunch on the bottom, that brown, just kind of makes it really, really nice. So, and uh, now living in Brooklyn, how often are you on the road? And when you're on the road, uh, you said you had, you know you write with your drummer. Like, is it full band? Is it solo? I play as a duo with my drummer Marco. Uh, and, uh, so I play keyboards and, uh, loops, uh, like vocal samples and he plays drums and we're on the road pretty often. Um, how, how do you guys get along? We get along really well. So that helps. What's no this, what's no this? band tension? Not really. No. What's the, what's the, uh, drive situation? You got a van, you got a car. I have a van. I have like a church van basically it's like an ex-church van um, what's a 12 passenger oh one of those white yeah uh, right. growing up jewish i don't the, the reference is lost on me communicated from the church <laughs> no yeah. you have you have uh <laughs> jewish minivans oh, okay yeah i got those y'all have we, minivans yeah no, when is. we did that tour we were in a minivan we were in a minivan great way to tour yeah it was uh they really know i mean if they're gonna fit a family in there you can fit a band of and a tour manager in there mm. really so, so now that you're in brooklyn do you miss hartford at all not really no? no, I've been gone for a while. There's not much there other than insurance. And I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're good? <laughs> yeah. I got it. Um, do you want to rip us another tune? Sure. Yeah, do we have time for like just one more? Yeah. Two? How uh, would you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? What I had prepared to, but it doesn't Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's get... We'll, we'll have you play, then we'll tag you out, and we'll let you get another one in. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, I'll do a short 
Okay. This one have a name? Um, no, this one's new too. Oh. I, you can call it Palo, which okay. is like. saying um, Palo goes to dance uh, give him uh, a good taste in his uh, palate I'm not saying and then I'm then I'm saying uh, you promised to get me a good job you promised to get me a good job um, I'm asking you if I should come today or last Tuesday to get interviewed <laughs> pretty good <laughs> sounds beautiful, beautiful. Um, is that you doing the backing tracks as well yeah All right. so I want to make sure we get one more song in so uh you want to tell people what you have coming up? Are you going to be uh, going on tour for the record? Where they, can they come see you? Where can they buy it? Sure. All the nuts and bolts and everything. Yeah, so my record's called Magic Tricks, and it's out on Bada Bang Records, based here in Brooklyn. Um, and awesome cover. Thank you. <laughs> Is that you? That's not me. That's the photographer that um, started posing naked for this photo, because it wasn't working. So he's like, I'm just going to do this. And <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> and so I'm the photographer, technically, but... Yeah. A little role reversal. Uh-huh. And uh, so the record's out. Um, it's available. You can listen to it on Spotify or buy it on iTunes or wherever you want. And um, you can check my live dates at senyorubinos.com. We're going to go 
uh, head out to the West uh, a little bit uh, this month in August. And uh, we have a date coming up at the Brooklyn Museum, too, for their audio oh, nice. file season. Let oh. me just do it for our listeners. That's a X-E-N-I-A, Rubinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so they know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, all that. All that. Mm-hmm. How's your uh, Instagram game? How's my game? Yeah. I'm working on it. It's, <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm new to the game, so I need some tips. I feel like I'm just... I'm kind of sideswiped by the whole video in thing. Oh yeah, like you got like you signed on and you had to master two things. Now. Yeah, and I'm kind of like I don't know. Maybe I should just vine it, and maybe that's Is that Instagram where... video thing catching on. Are people doing that? No, like... uh, some people are. I think people who do vine are really serious about their like six second craft work. I'm very serious about vine. Really, <laughs> I'm, I'm very angry that Instagram did the video. It's I not mean, as good. Most people, it's are. not as good. It's yeah. too long. Like I don't want to watch a 15 second video. Too yeah. long. It doesn't loop. Yeah. It doesn't loop. I saw because I saw some music <laughs> things. Some guy. It was a staff pick on Vine. This guy who did like a six second loop rap about like gummy money. Oh yeah. My name is Nicholas, and this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like and it just looped, mm-hmm. and it was so infectious. It was so good, <laughs> and it had like six hundred thousand views. I was like, I was like, and that was the that was the first time I, on Vine I went, okay, it's like sort of more of an art form than mm-hmm. like Instagram's just like, well, shit, we're gonna get, we don't want to lose people. Yeah. That being said, I don't know if I want to set up a whole Vine account. I'm missing out. You're missing out. How's your Vine game? I do a lot of like comedy skits. Okay, on the Vine, like, six- very very. Structure. A lot of cockroaches. Scripted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of cockroaches. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be checking out your Instagram feed. Yeah, maybe we'll send some tips. We'll, we'll send some tips. We'll do it offline. Though. Yeah, if there's, like a, if there's a good one in particular, you know, if you give me kudos for that, and I'll try to, you know, I mean, we're keep easy. going with I heard that. I heard, that the, food I heard is... that the, like, rule of thumb is that if you, if a, a photo of yours gets liked by 10% of your followers, that's, like, the direction you should go in. Okay. So right. that's, a, that's a pro tip. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a pro tip. Is that her actual tip? Yeah. Anyway, why don't you take us out with one more song? All Thanks right. for listening. Thank you to all the guests. Thanks, Mom, for showing up. My pleasure. Yeah. Aww. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, and if you get to Roberta's, get the olives. Yeah. yeah. They're on fire. And look out for cursive olive oil coming out. <laughs> coming to a, a, an after hours near you. Yeah. It'd be really funny if, like, next to the DJ booth, there was, like, an olive oil with some, like, ripped bread and samples. Yeah. I'm down. Family yeah. style. Get, you get hungry. It's, it's late. It's late night. You're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. What What's this last one? Does this one have a title? It does. Yeah. It's called Hair Receding. Okay. And it's off of my record, Magic is it, Tricks. Is that a dig at me? It is. <laughs> it's okay. It it's is. okay. No, it's not. It's, hey, I, it's, it's afraid of my eyebrows. All right. Here we go. We'll be back uh, next week. Another good show. Uh, have fun, Greg. Have fun in LA. I will. All right. Take us out. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.